shit, there it is. Oh. Oh, we up in the ear holes now. Hey there. Hey there now. Howdy. Hey there now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Violating my this, listen space. This isn't 2 a.m. on V103, okay? Take it down a bit, yeah. please. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I'm Bobby Navia. And I am... Who the fuck am I? I'm Dorian Weinzimmer. That's who Oh, shit! Yeah. That's who the fuck uh, well, I is. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of The Couch. Um, doing trailers again. Mm-hmm. We are. Um, so for, this... For movies, this, this, movies in theaters, even. Yes, movies in <laughs> theaters. This, this Friday, um, Music Box Theater reopens... Um, with their limited capacity in the main theater and in the uh, in the smaller theater, and so um, there are two movies that they are opening with. One is called The Vigil, and the other one is called uh, Night of the Kings. And uh, these are these were some uh, some Dorian picks. And after I watched the trailers to them, I kind of wanted to do both. So we said, "Fuck it, let's just talk about both movies." Yeah, why not? What the hell else yeah. are we doing? Answer. We're talk about nothing. Both. Bo- both, both these trailers. <laughs> yeah. What do we got? We got our time so fucking precious these days. We can't talk about two goddamn movie trailers. Are you kidding me? <laughs> um. So yeah, we're. Uh, I forget what what like tier we are here in Chicago, but um, I know uh, movie some movie theaters have uh, the AMC in downtown has like opened up um, again, and then uh, I think Music Box might be the you know, the second movie theater here in Chicago that'll so, open up. Uh, I think Landmark is actually open as well. Oh, oh yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. Land, Landmark is. Yeah, yeah. I remember getting the uh, the emails for when Mank came out to, mm. to see it, you know, that there or whatever. Um, so, yeah, movie theaters are opening up again. Um, Dorian, how you feeling about movie theaters? Uh, you know, still, uh, still not on board. <laughs> uh, personally, I mean, it's just one of those mm. things like, you know, now that the vaccine is actually a... a running around you know and getting the vaccine is a legitimate short-term uh you know inevitability right it's like i'd rather just wait you know it's like it's so yeah. close like why get fucking squirrely about it now you know mm-hmm. or, or throw caution to the wind now and i've you know maintained it for this long and it's like just you know wait a little bit longer so mm-hmm. but i'm glad that they are like opening in a limited capacity because a a lot of people have been vaccinated already and like fuck it if i had gotten my shots already i'd be at the movie theater right now you know yeah yeah um, no, i agree because yeah you know also they're doing it really safe it's like 50 people in a 750 seat theater it's like it's like six and a half percent capacity or something like that yeah um, yeah with like really really you know high standards in terms of like you know cleaning everything and disinfecting stuff and maintaining all the proper protocols and stuff so um you know i trust them to do a really good job of it there so if i were going to go to a movie if i were comfortable going to any movie theater it would be music box you know mm-hmm, but i'm just mm-hmm. like yeah 100 percent. it's just not something I'm, I'm you know willing to do at this point um knowing that like in a month or two i'll be able to do it with a much clearer mind um, yeah, you know, right. knowing that I'm not going to get sick, and even more importantly, that I am not going to unintentionally get anyone else sick. <laughs> you know, that's really more the concern for me. You know, I'm not in a group that's like really at risk as far as we know with COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, but but even so, obviously, that's that's not the only consideration. So, yeah. Right. So anyway, so yeah, so that's where I'm at. How, how about you? Are you? 
Well, you went. Well, you went and saw Tenet. I remember. Uh, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I went to go see Tenant when it opened. Um, I had waited like a week or two though, because uh, I was I wasn't mm-hmm. sure if I wanted to even like sit in a theater full of fifty people, you know, even though it was spread out and stuff. And um, yeah, I I mean I thought that there I thought the the way that they handled um, <clears throat> social distancing and and all that kind of stuff was uh, was really great, you know. Um, and so uh, I felt safe. I enjoyed watching the movie there and everything. And I'm going to assume, uh, you know, uh, in addition to just having it fit, because that's what it was before, like everything shut down again. It was like 50 people mm-hmm. um, or whatever. And so uh, I'll assume that they ha- will have like the same setup for like seats and everything, because I think the max number of people you can sit with in a group is four or two. So if oh, you gotcha. have a group bigger than that, you guys are spreading out. There isn't this like special treatment where it's like, yeah, sure, we'll open up this row for you. It's mm-hmm. like, no, you need you need to be socially distanced, you know. So um, so that was very comforting and very nice to know that that was, like, being enforced in that way. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, after watching these two trailers, I, I kind of thought about it. Like, would I go to the theater next Friday to, to check these out? Maybe. Um, because they're, I, think, I don't think uh, Music Box is doing a, a digital, uh, a virtual cinema for it. Because on the website, it just says in theater. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, I don't know if they're, you know, also like, um, I know IFC midnight is putting out the vigil, so I just don't know if they're going to do, uh, if they will be up for rental, like on iTunes or something like that, you know, so right. that, that might, that might be something, but, um, but yeah, no, I kind of want to wait for, for the vaccine as well. I think going to see tenant when I did was kind of like, a. I had a couple people that I were really good friends that went, they felt safe, they felt comfortable, they were good. And so that's, I kind of went on their good faith about it. And also just the faith of the music box. Do you know what I mean? Like that, that those people in that company like loves, loves their patrons and you know, we love them back. So it's like, we're going to respect like keeping a mask up, you know, for an entire film, you know, that kind of thing. No, I mean, I would have, fuck, I would have gone with if I didn't have, you know, other stuff going on at the time. Yeah. Right. Um, so Yeah. That wasn't like a accusation on my part. Like, well, you wouldn't saw Tenet. Oh no! Yeah, no, <laughs> no, 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 yeah, no, no. I'm jealous. I'm I'm hoping that when I can go to a theater again, that they put Tenet back out because having having now seen it a couple of times, I would love to see it in a fucking theater. You know, yeah, not not necessarily needing to understand the dialogue because I've already heard it. You know, <laughs> it sounds like a great. I, I would love to just experience that. You know, on the big screen. You know. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's so obviously made for it. Um, well, let's get to the trailers. Which one anyway, yeah. do you want to talk about first? Um, yeah, I mean, a... I'm I'm cool either way. I am like I'm I'm way more interested in talking about Night of the Kings. <laughs> All right, you, let, let's start with Night of the Kings first, then. Okay. Or or I well I was almost gonna say maybe we should talk about the Vigil first then because after we talk about Night of the Kings and be like oh yeah and then there's this other movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's let, let's do let's do the vigil then. Yeah, I think that's a better um, approach. All right, sounds good. Uh, Jewish horror. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, not not the first. There's been there's been yeah. some some. Well, there's an old old movie. I think. Uh, I mean, the, a lot of the the Jewish horror movies usually end up revolving around the the Dybbuk. Uh, okay. Which is a thing from like Jewish mythology. Um, mm-hmm. I think this one, the vigil, it's it's a different scene. They they name it in the trailer. I can't remember exactly what they said. 
Um, yeah, I'm trying to. Re- I'm reading the um, the uh, synopsis for it right here, and I don't think I see the uh, a name. Yeah, uh, given to it, but it's in the trailer. I know the, the but trailer. the Dybbuk is like a. It's you know it's a, it's a really fascinating. I mean, possession slash ghost kind of story as well, where it's basically like somebody who dies that still has like unfinished business. You know, on in the mortal okay. plane. When they mm-hmm. die, um, they will come back, but they have, they will possess a living person in order to exact their revenge, you know, or, or finish their business on Earth, um, which, yeah. which usually ends up meaning, you know, sacrificing the person that they possess in some form or fashion. Okay. Um, so, uh, so anyway, that you know, this is what's been the fodder, you know, or the basis for like most Jewish tinged horror films that have been made, you know, in the mm-hmm. past hundred years. There's one. I think from like the the 30s or 40s. That's I think it's just called Dybbuk or the Dybbuk, something like that. Oh, okay. That uh, you know is a, is a kind of famous like well known. I think Kino might actually have it uh, available mm. through the the Kino Now streaming service. Um, and then there was a movie that came out a couple years ago or a few years ago called Devil or the Devil. Um, that also is based off is a Dybbuk based story that I remember. It's on okay. Shutter if I remember right. Oh, that one's called uh, Demon. Demon, that's right. Yeah, my bad. Demon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So uh, I thought I thought about that one. Yeah, when I saw this trailer. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Because that's that <clears> came <throat> out just a few years ago, and there's another like, oh, hey, a Jewish horror movie. You know, because mm-hmm. like folk horror and region uh, folk horror, I should say, yeah, is is you know fairly in vogue. Um, you know, like Midsommar is basically folk horror, and The Witch yeah. is basically folk horror. We we've, we've talked about this before, but. Um, so, you know, so having like a Jewish folk horror scene kind of seemed like a natural next step of like, hey, what other, you know, culture <laughs> that has its own kind of like myths and superstitions and things like that can we, you know, take and turn into a horror film in this kind of, you know, vein. Right. And, right. Uh, and all that. But um, but yeah, so then this one, The Vigil, is about uh, uh, a kid who is... Uh, tasked with uh, like basically from from when a uh, there's an old tradition in Jewish culture that like yeah when somebody dies from the time they die until they are you know able to be properly uh, interred there somebody has to watch over the body um, okay the entire time so this guy gets conscribed to <laughs> stand vigil over this body overnight and uh, then very strange things start to happen yeah is basically the the premise of this film real real creepy. I mean, like, I don't know. It's it's so interesting to me. Like, I watched the trailer before we started recording again, and I was just thinking about how I was just thinking about just like different religions, you know, and just like their, you know, their their mythology, but then also like the horror, the horrific elements that come from you know something that's supposed to I don't know for a majority of people in the world, like just give them like comfort, you know, like, like the Bible for Catholics. It's like, Oh yeah, it's like, that's comfort. But then there's like a lot of horrific shit in in, in it and everything like that, you know? And then saying that, um, it's a really interesting, you know, tradition with, uh, you know, having to basically be the protector over someone's, um, corpse, Mm -hmm. like against, against evil before they're like buried or, 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 you know, embalmed or whatever is, uh, I don't know if I would do that. (laughs) because i believe that shit so it would come for me you know like bobby um, there's this bobby there's this corpse out in a cabin in the woods that we need you to just watch over it for the night i i would be i would i would draw the i would draw the short straw for that that would end up that would end up happening to me (laughs) motherfucker um 
There is a there is one part of this trailer that I really really liked that I thought was like a nice little flourish, uh, but it's it's when like the second title card starts to like fade away. It looks like there's it like fades away and there's two like Jewish. I would say letters or symbols that are like uh, left on the screen for a little bit. Hebrew alphabet, yeah. Hebrew alphabet. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know why that just really stuck with me, just as like a a thing to do in a trailer. Like I, you know, we watch so many trailers that I just thought like leaving that there, you know, mm-hmm. uh, is almost kind of like you know only only anybody who can like read Hebrew knows like what what that means or what those letters are and me not knowing what it is i was like it just added to the mystery more for some reason you know mm-hmm. uh, but it was just something so small that i i got like a, i was like in in for it yeah um <laughs> but uh it's really funny that as the as the trailer you know progresses and stuff like i i before uh a reviewer title card came up referencing the conjuring i actually thought i actually felt like you know, this is inspired by The Conjuring. Like, mm-hmm. I got that. That like, uh, And I mean that as, like, a compliment. Yeah. Um, you know, in terms of, like, how the trailer's, you know, laid out and just sort of the vibe, you know, uh, uh, with it and everything like that. But I was glad that, like, some reviewer sort of, like, made that connection and stuff. Um, I mean, overall, I really dug the trailer. I, I'm, I, I definitely want to see it. I mean, I don't know anything about, you know, uh, Jewish mythology or, you know, this, this tradition or this uh, entity that comes about. You know, during you know when this guy's uh, watching this body and stuff like that. So, um, yeah. what about you? You're uh, yeah. you're are you half Jewish or no? You're half Jew or a whole Jewish? Yeah, half Jewish. You're half Jewish. <laughs> I don't know how to ask that question, so I just thought <laughs> no, I'd ask you it. You asked it perfectly, yeah. actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. No, my my father. I mean, it's it's one of those in in the like Jewish culture, it really only matters about, uh, if your mother is Jewish or not. Like, so I'm, I'm not considered Jewish cause my mom wasn't Jewish. My mom okay. was actually like very, was raised like very Catholic. Neither of my parents were really like religious, uh, like practicing, you know, their faith or anything. Yeah. Um, very, you know, uh, adamantly. So it, it wasn't like a big part of growing up or anything, but yes, my father, my dad came from a Jewish family and my mom okay. was, you know, was raised Catholic um and everything but uh but and then i I went to a unitarian church when i grew up so (laughs) what's a unitarian church it's a make up your own fucking mind kind of place (laughs) (laughs) it's whatever you want it to be bobby all right yeah sweet yeah i don't know it's some place where affluent suburbanites go to feel like they're at least doing something spiritual but don't have to like really (laughs) commit um Yeah, you know, it's like a bit hippie-ish, Unitarian Universalist, kind of like everything's cool, like respect all life and shit. It's, you know, it's fine. It's like, it's good morals and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <right>. yeah. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, uh, it didn't, it didn't take anyway. So, you know, I bring that up to just be like more, none of us were really, or and continue to be very religiously active. Do you get like... Because so. like the reason the reason I was the reason I was asking is because I feel like when there's a trailer like this or a movie like this that's coming out that's revolved around some sort of like uh, you know Mexican mythology or something like that, like I get kind of excited. Like I wanna I wanna know and see what the interpretation is uh, uh, of it and everything like that. So I just want to know like you know do you, do you feel like that when it comes to s- something like this? No, 
Um, and I, I was thinking about this while during the trailer because it's interesting, and I, I, I was, I figured this was going to come up because I was like, oh, actually, I kind of have some attachment to this culture, you know, just okay. because I, I grew up around it. Um, but yeah, so I grew up around it, so you know, most of my friends and, and everything, and then you know, the but what's funny though is is really just like what I realized while watching this trailer is that be so what my actual exposure to you know like the actual you know uh jewish faith beyond just the like you know the the receptions and the parties or whatever that you would have you know afterwards mm-hmm. was always like you know the the actual like ceremony that happened uh okay. for like bar mitzvahs and stuff which was always you know you go to this synagogue and it was this super stuffy every you had to put on a fucking suit and everything and then you'd sit there and you would, you know, stand up and sit down and read from, you know, the book. And here's where you have to read along. And here's where you just stand while other people say shit and all this mm-hmm. stuff, you know. And it's all just shit that was completely meaningless to me. Not only because I wasn't really, you know, religion just really never cut it for me in the first place. Yeah. Um, but also this, this like long drawn out, like, you know, it would go on for like an hour plus and you just you had to sit through this and and you know when i was 13 it was like literally all of my friends you know were jewish <laughs> and and uh, and beyond that it was like even people you were like kind of these were like big deal fucking parties like it basically unless the person who was being bar or bat mitzvah like actively hated you like you basically you got invited you know cuz they yeah, just right. invited everyone in the class so, I mean, for, for those, like, couple of years where, like, all the kids were turning 13, it was, like, every weekend there was some, there was a bar or a bat mitzvah. Yeah. And, um, you know, sometimes, like, on the city, that was always a big deal if there were, like, two people were having it the same weekend. I was like, oh, shit, which one are you going to, you know? <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was like a popularity contest kind of thing. There was a lot of bullshit involved with it. But you always had to go, you know, to the ceremony before you went to the reception. It's just like a wedding, you know? We got to do mm-hmm. the thing first, then we can party. Yeah. You always had to go to the fucking ceremony first. And that was like an hour plus of like sitting in uncomfortable chairs in a suit, you know, doing religious stuff that you don't care about. Yeah. And it was just, it was, it was a chore, man. It was a chore. I didn't like doing that stuff. So if like, if like you ever, not, not you, I'm just saying you in, in, in general, like if you ever like flaked on having about mitzvah. Like, did that just? I'm I'm assuming that's kind of like a, like a version of a cotillion, like a a, a a girl becoming a woman, like a boy becoming a, com- a man, yeah, right? It's a coming of age thing, yeah, exactly. Okay, so then, you're like, if you're going through this ceremony, right? So then, like, if you're going through this, and then, like, last minute, you're just like, nope, I don't want to do it. Like, does the does like the family just like you're just you're just not a man, you know? Like, is that like a stigma that's on I, you then, dude? For, I don't, forever? I don't know if that's ever happened. I mean like, that's our that that's our horror movie. That's our yeah. that's our Jewish horror movie. Let's just I don't make know, some shit man. Up. I don't know if you've ever met a Jewish mom before, but like holy shit, there. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> no is not an option. <laughs> um yeah, I don't I mean I think you're kind of like it, it, you've you like you've just renounced the religion if you don't go through with this. It's is basically uh, okay. it. It's like if you okay. if you want to be if you want to be Jewish as an adult, you have to, I, I think, have, you know, have again, a, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I mean, okay. obviously, you can. there are ways to become Jewish, you know, if you're converting or anything as an adult or things like that, but I don't know. 
coming from a Jewish household and and not having a bar bot mitzvah, that's pretty much just like a fuck you to everything. <laughs> I don't I don't know if this guy this guy <clears throat> in this trailer had a bar bar mitzvah. Yeah, he might not have. He might be having a crisis of faith. And this might be this might that's be what like this monster is representative of you know. Yeah, it might just be like, Yo, look, bro, you trying to get back in? We need someone to watch this body for yeah. But so, so anyway, it, what really struck me while I was watching this trailer is like, you know, there's parts where they, you know, they show like a rabbi or somebody, you know, like reading from scripture in, in like Hebrew and everything. And I'm like, oh my God, I immediately am like so bored when I hear this. <laughs> Cause like just, just because like, just, that, again, my whole exposure to like this exact situation where oh, I hear okay, like, yeah. you know, somebody like reading from, you know, the, the like Torah or something is always these mm-hmm. like ceremonies I had to sit through as a 13 year old in, it, in order to get to the fun stuff, you know? So it just, <laughs> it has this air and connotation to me still of just being this like dry, boring, stodgy old person shit that you have to sit through, you yeah. know? And so like when I see it in a horror movie as like a... You know, a thing to like spice up this, you know, what what to me honestly looks like a fairly generic horror film. Okay. Um, from this trailer, just with a very specific cultural angle to it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, it, to see that specific culture, you know, being angled for this is just like, man, it's just funny. Because for me, this is like not just like, a, oh, man, we're into some like unknown territory. I'm just like, oh, God, we got to sit through this shit. <laughs> 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 so and again like this you know obviously this this whole tradition the reason he's pulled in maybe there's more to it than this but from what i can gather from the trailer it kind of seems like honestly a lot of it is just kind of like window dressing to then just getting us to a point where we can exactly just do a conjuring kind of movie you know gotcha. we're, we're okay. now we've got like this ghost that we've just made up to look however we think our definition of scary fits you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, now we're going to use that to just throw some hopefully cleverly designed and executed jump scares at the audience for a little while. Yeah. Uh, and then eventually resolve itself and kind of throw like, a you know, a crisis of faith has been resolved. Little coda into the, <laughs> uh, you know, thing for good measure or something. And, you know, and then we have a marketing tag. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a Jewish horror film. So obviously <laughs> I've got a pretty pessimistic view towards this. I'm realizing more and more as I speak. So. <laughs> But yeah, I don't, I don't know. To me, it, it didn't, it, it felt like all around. Yeah. We were just trying to kind of like dress up a, what might be a, a probably a pretty formulaic kind of modern horror flick. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I would, uh, I think I'm a, I think I'm a little bit more interested, you know, to, <clears throat> to see it. I think if like the, that weekend it comes out, if it's, if it's anywhere like streaming, I'd probably rent it. If it was like mm-hmm. five ninety nine, I, I would definitely like to definitely like to check it out and stuff. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, you know, lately, like I, I watched a movie on Shutter uh, yesterday called, uh, it's called Loose the Fl- uh, the, the Flower of Evil. Oh yeah, I saw that up there. Yeah, so I watched that yesterday. Um, really, really, really not great. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's got this father who is raising these these three daughters. Two of one of them is biological. The other two were adopted, and his his wife has like passed away, and he buried her under this under this tree that all the trees and like the land like this one just doesn't grow at all. It, it it's grown nothing, and he keeps 
bringing these kids. He's a preacher, uh, and he keeps bringing these kids to his camp where um, he keeps saying that this is Jesus. He's found Jesus and makes like his his congregation like worship. But, uh, you know, in the distance, there is a there's a small graveyard with like five crosses. Like so, so these kids haven't survived. Mm-hmm. So none, none of his none of his congregation knows where these kids are coming from, but they're still like following him in a way. And it had a little it had hints of the witch for me because the kid that they bring for this for this one, he keeps talking with this white goat. <laughs> white Philip? White Philip, yeah, pretty much. He keeps talking with White Philip and just bad shit keeps happening. Mm. in 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 the lands you mm-hmm. know and so mm-hmm. while this kid is being harbored as like jesus it's like honestly i wanted i wanted something to happen with the kid it never happened i didn't think the movie was good at all but i was like what what the fuck is you know what the fuck is happening like you're trying to make like you're trying to make the witch like too art art, art like artful you know mm. like i don't know but um but yeah so uh and I also like I watched that movie, but then I know I also I wanted to bring up you know before we move on to the next trailer, which was that uh, that movie La Llorona on Shutter yeah. as well. Which I was gonna say, it seems like the La Llorona myth in Mexican culture seems to be kind of cinematically has had like an equivalent trajectory as like the Dybbuk uh, myth in Jewish culture. It's like and, and yes. honestly around the same time periods because there's that really famous La Llorona movie from the 30s. Mm-hmm. And there's also like a really famous oh, Dybbuk yeah. movie from the 30s. Yes, yes. And then more recently, there's been like modernized versions of them that have been fairly successful and a couple, you know, a few in between there as well. And yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, th- I mean, I thought that movie uh, reinvented that story for a mo- for modern day in a very clever and new way. So, I mean, it. it 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 was literally the story of that, but it refashioned that that ghost story and that myth to for it to be for it to affect something greater, yeah. uh, you, you know, and everything. And I, I thought it was a you know to going back to your point about how not that the, this movie The Vigil you could just you know switch in any sort of religion for you know the spirit maybe that's haunting this guy or like a crisis of faith or anything, but I mean. Um, Something like I, I feel like I'm always now something looking for like the the shutter release of La Llorona in terms of like, you know, a particular culture's mythology being sort of, you know, molded in a way and, you know, created anew. Like it almost creates, you know, that La Llorona movie almost creates a new mythology for mm-hmm. our original mythology of La Llorona and like Mexican culture or in, in all the different, you know, types of cultures and stuff like that. So, yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I agree with you. Yeah, I don't think this this movie doesn't even seem like it's even, you know, kind of aspiring to do that. It seems like really right. it's kind yeah. of yeah, just like we're taking this jumping off point and yeah, it gives us this sort of, you know, blank page with which to draw whatever kind of <laughs> frightening encounter we want. Um, yeah. you know, that that honestly seems to be drawing stylistically from a lot of J horror films. Um, I felt that too. You know, yeah. there's there's definitely I mean, yeah, there's the, you know, the the shitty black and white CRT TV uh with the rabbi on it that turns into the old woman saying like look behind you you know that has a very like (laughs) you know the ring quality to it of course and then just the way that things you know and this is a lot of horror films ever since the early 2000s have adopted this which i really wish they would stop which is just like really twitchy style movement to creatures 
Um, yeah, that that thing just, running up the stairs. Yeah, it's just it's not scary. I'm sorry. Like it, I mean, it, like when I first watched it, it creeped me out. But I was yeah. like, I get, I get, I get what's happening now. And like that's the other thing too. Like it's just cliche you know, at this point to me. You know, yeah. I see that and it's just like, okay, this is like immediately. It's just like you didn't have an idea. You know, like mm-hmm. that's kind of what I feel like. You're just oh, okay. This is what you do if you're horror is you make it move twitchy. I'm like, I'm waiting for the day when there is like a movie like this, you know, uh, where it's, you know, another like Jewish horror movie or Mexican or Japanese or Chinese or whatever it is. And, and the spirit or whatever just manifests itself in a, in a man or a woman of some kind and just sits in the middle of the room and just has a, like presents itself and just has a conversation with, like with Liz. Our, yeah. yeah, just yeah. is just like you know, like here here I am, and I'm just gonna like you know just have a conversation with the devil in, in yeah. some in some sort of way, like and just drop all of the you know cliche things you, we're supposed to do in movies with with spirits who are trying to manifest themselves. Like if they can manifest yeah. themselves, they'll just fucking do it. Like it possesses it. it possesses someone, and then in the ensuing chaos, injures itself and becomes paraplegic. So now it's like a crippled person who's possessed by the devil so they can't move at all so all the devil can do now is talk damn it's just like let's have a chat (laughs) yeah yeah i mean it's basically it's basically exorcist (laughs) three yeah that's true (laughs) i mean that's uh that's pazuzu of course (laughs) specifically that he's talking to but it's one of the devils you know yeah right exactly a demon at the very least i mean it's you know we're splitting hairs let's face it (laughs) <laughs> Pazuzu, Paimon, you know, pay, take your pick. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, no, I I agree. Um, I definitely I definitely do want to check out this movie when it comes yeah. out. Um, hopefully digital. But if not, you know, if it's still running around in theater somewhere, I'm sure I'll check it out. Yeah, I gotta. I thanks for reminding me too because I do need to check out that La Llorona movie on on Shutter, which uh, also I saw has been shortlisted for uh, an Academy Award for Best Foreign Language Film. It's nominated uh, for a Golden Globe. Oh, it's oh, that's right, that's right. I saw that. Yeah, I saw the roundups re- at the bottom. It was like by network, and one of them was Shutter, and I was like, "Wait, yeah. what?" <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's a, that's amazing. Um, yeah, but yeah, I saw it shortlisted also for for the Academy Award. Academy and, um, yeah, and so is Night of the Kings. <laughs> Ooh, nice segue there. Nice Transish, segue. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, you uh, you you kick it off with uh, with Night of the Kings. Yeah. Uh, well, I do. I just I knew nothing about this movie, and then I looked up this trailer, and holy fuck, this looks so goddamn good. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it, this looks amazing. I I fuck, I love this trailer. I've, I've watched it yeah. like four times today. When Sean showed up here, I was like, dude, watch this. <laughs> and, yeah. Nice. I, oh yeah. No, him and Hannah just immediately were both like, this looks incredible. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, I don't know a time. I, I didn't want to look it up because it's one of these. I saw the trailer and I was like, this is already more than I kind of wanted to know about this. Yeah. Uh, even though the trailer is is pretty vague, you know, it doesn't give a lot as far as you know exactly what the movie's about. But I mean, it gives you mm-hmm. enough that you can tell, you know. And it just it very much looks to me like it's just gonna fit. It's gonna slot in alongside a number of movies that I really love that have this kind of like 
you know, a little bit of magical realism, this kind of like, you know, storyteller, uh, you know, oral tradition feel to them. That's it's all this like, you know, stories that have been passed down for so long that like you don't know what's real or what's not anymore. And like maybe the magic from the world has actually been just lost, <laughs> mm-hmm, but it's mm-hmm. preserved in these stories. And maybe the way that these stories exist can can help bring them back into this world in some way, you know, and it's just. It's all this beautiful, like, cultural stuff mixed up into, like, history and just, you know, kind of one of those deep, I don't know, like, reptile brain things that is just, like, ingrained in all of us, you know, deeper than any of us understand, you know, or probably ever will. But, like, we all just respond to it on such a primal level. Um, right. You know, and it, it just looks like it's it's tapping into all of this amazing stuff and, like, doing it in just a also just superficially beautiful way. I mean, the trailer is just gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um but uh, but yeah, you know, so it, it just looks like it's going to fit in alongside, you know, like City of God and, and like Birds of Passage and Embrace of the Serpent and, you know, just a lot of movies, um, you know, Agar of the Wrath of God and, and just all these types of movies that kind of involve this this like timeless element <laughs> uh, of, of stories and their magic and, and their place in the modern world or, or lack of a place in the modern world and the conflict between those two things. And, you know, it just... And then also, oh, and also I've got a, like a really strong, um, like Thousand and One Arabian Nights kind of vibe from it of, you know, oh, it, it, okay, it seems yeah. like, yeah, it seems like this guy is like, he's in this prison and like, they're basically like, we're going to murder you. And he's like, uh, but let me tell you this story real quick. And like, the story right. is so good that everyone, they can't murder him because they got to hear the end, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah. And he just, he manages to keep himself alive by like continuing to spin these tales and everything or, or whatever, you know, that, that seems to be kind of what's going on here. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but, but yeah, just, you know, the, the feeling I got from all of that, um, you know, and, and this kind of like tradition within not only filmmaking, but just storytelling in general. Um, you know, this, this feels like, like the oldest story ever told just in a, you know, <laughs> in, in the film format, you know, and, and right. with a, with a fresh voice behind it, you know, or whatever, but it just feels so, I don't know, like, like tested in a good way. Mm-hmm. Just, you know. Yeah, there's, there's just something like mad. You can tell it's just like it feels magical just watching this trailer. Um, yeah, when I watched uh, when I watched both of the, I watched these both both of these trailers again. Like I said before, we recorded and everything, and I thought they were an interesting like it, it could be like a very interesting double feature. Totally, because yeah. <laughs> you know, like, and I didn't realize it the first time I watched it when when you uh, when you sent me them earlier this week and stuff because uh, I did truly just see them as two different movies, but. You know, when you're talking right now about, you know, specific stories or cultures just trying to find their place in the world, like, you know, this feels like, you know, both of these movies feel like two traditions that may have happened maybe, you know, differently throughout history, but now they may be taking on a sort of like nightmarish, you know, scenario, uh, you know, where this where this kid is being taken to this prison and everything like that. And he's got he has to tell the story and you know, something about like the, the red, you know, sun or the moon or something like that. And like, it's, it's a, uh, it's trippy, you know, but it's kind of, it's like a, it's almost like a fable, like a fairy tale type of trippy. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. Yeah. You know, which is, which is nice. I, I mean, I love those, I love those kinds of, those kinds of stories and stuff like that. Um, and there's also just something about like tradition in this one too, that it just feels like this, this isn't the first time that this has happened, you know? Um, and so, um, I've also feel like I've been watching a lot of movies with like 
tradition as as well in them as mm-hmm. you know in them as well. So I'm just kind of like in on this story as well as like the folklore part of it and everything like that. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I really I really dug the trailer uh, as well. I like the title. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. The, the title is just it like feels kind of random, but also at the same time, like I I I. I I hope I discover what the Night of the Kings means, mm-hmm. you know, like, it's, I, uh, dude, it's, it's, <laughs> it's so it's kind of like Groundhog Day, <laughs> Okay. not the movie, but actual Groundhog Day, you know, it's like yeah. this one day, you know, what happens at this one moment from this one thing is going to determine the future somehow. And so it's, it seems like it's on this Night of the King. They have to pick this person. He has to tell the story. Yeah, and right. if he does a good job telling the story, then it means this. If he does a bad job telling the story, then he gets his ass fucking murdered, and Damn. you know, and life goes on shitty for all of us. <laughs> so it's much higher stakes than like you know a few more weeks of winter. <laughs> but it's yeah, so... right. <laughs> um, but you know, the basic idea is the same. You know, you, there's the, we got one shot. You know, whatever happens, happens. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So. But yeah, but no, I, I, you know, it just, it, it just feels like the trailer to me, it's like, it understands that it's just hitting on such like a, a, a deeper, a more deeply ingrained level within us as far as like what we crave from stories and storytelling mm-hmm. that like that, like that alone is enough of an appeal that like, it, you know, trying to just convey what is just the basic beat by beat plot of the film yeah, you know, wouldn't be as powerful. Not to say that that's like a, a going to be a weak element of it or anything like that. But this movie's de- trading in such um, deeper and more profound <laughs> territory. It seems like, <laughs> at least you know, yeah. in themes and, and stuff like that. That um, you know, the the fact that the trailer even is like self aware of enough of that to to play that as a strength. You know, to me was like a really exciting and bold kind of sign as well you know, mm-hmm, for, for mm-hmm. what this film really is. And, and again, and also, um, also worth pointing out too, this is distributed by neon. Um, oh yeah. 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 Who put out parasite and recently they put out possessor and, uh, they just have a great track record as well. You know, they're, they're like a label that, you know, you see their name on something and it's kind of like, okay, this is probably it's worth, watching. Be worth watching at least. And then when the trailer is this good too, it's like, holy shit, there's actually good potential. This movie is actually this good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> Um, cause it, it just looks really, really fantastic. Um, all the, the fantastical elements of what I assume are the story being told, you know, mm-hmm. by this guy, um, uh, look really, really amazing and just very, very, um, evocative and, uh, yeah, I'm excited, excited to see how it plays out. You know, it's one of those things where again, just what is so great about those storytelling and those cultures and everything is the, the whole idea of, yeah, again, like what is actually, what is actually real that has been carried over and what is made up and, you know, movies like this that, that end up dealing with these inevitably you get to the point where like some of these lines start to get blurred themselves between like, you know, mm-hmm. what, what's in the story, what's in the story being told by the person and what's in the story being told by the filmmaker telling the story to the audience and, uh, you know, yes. if okay. you know, yeah. and, and playing with that idea of like, well, if you're willing to believe what this storyteller is telling these people, then why aren't you willing to believe the same thing about the film, the story that I'm telling you, you know? Yeah. Right. Um, right. And and so, so trafficking and those, those ideas as well, um, you know, is always a cool, like it's a, it's an interesting metatextual way of, of playing with things without totally breaking the fourth wall and doing a wink, wink at the audience, you know, um, mm-hmm. the story within a story is always kind of one of those things where it's like, okay, well 
the implication here is that there's another layer which is moving backwards to us, the people sitting here watching this. That's right. the other story within the story, you know, that's happening right now. Um, so, so yeah, it's just it's got a lot of ingredients that you know I really gravitate towards as a you know as a, a film watcher and filmmaker and everything. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it just it just looks so impeccably well crafted as well. Um, yeah that yeah i just you know, just got super excited because again i had no idea this movie even fucking existed and then all of a sudden it's like it's coming out like you <laughs> probably watch it in a few days and i'm like yeah I, right i haven't been this excited to watch a movie in a while actually a new movie <laughs> um at least so so yeah no I'm, I'm super fucking excited about this i always think of like disney movies when i see not trailers like this but and just sort of like both of these trailers just got me thinking about like you know we're we're always telling kind of like the same story over again just in like different ways you know mm-hmm. uh and you know like it's it's sometimes i wish stuff like this you know uh i wish someone would tell like you know these like disney movies or something in like a completely different way you know like just like find this you know the 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 trailer for this has like a lot of title cards uh, that are uh i feel like i haven't seen the word storytelling pushed mm-hmm. so much in, in advertising a lot, you know, and I just like, I'm excited. I'm excited to like watch a movie that I feel like is going to give me a different type of storytelling. Like right. it's going to like show me visually a different type of storytelling, but then also actually tell me a story that I might know, or I might have like subconsciously had seen or heard of or something like that, but it's going to do it in such a unique way that it, it like, you know, brandishes itself an entirely new way of storytelling mm-hmm. and you know like uh is a uh, like it says like on the trailer right here the power of storytelling you know um and so um and i think just like you know before we started recording we were talking about you know like uh i had told you that i had watched nomadland and you know i feel like i feel like a lot of people are looking at that movie as like you know it's, it's a story it's a it's a different it's a kind of storytelling i don't think it's like a different kind of storytelling but Mm. you know all the movies that are like nominated for like these big awards and stuff and everything like that i mean i mean nothing i mean aside from like aside from like mank like nothing is really like like a groundbreaking new way of like storytelling for me like nothing has really hit me in a way where i would say la llorona maybe the only other one because I know that story so well and it just sort of flipped it on its head for me a little bit that I didn't see it. I didn't see the movie doing that. You know, mm-hmm. I, ex- I expected something cliche and you know, the movie, the movie gave me that story in a different way. So, um, that, uh, that, yeah, it's made me, it's made me think about all these movies that everybody are, are nominating for awards, you know, this year for the, the weird award season and stuff like that. And just thinking like, I don't know, like, a, like we're just not pushing it far, you know, further, you know, yeah. far enough as, as we should be as like this trailer, just this trailer does, you know, I agree. Yeah. And, and it's like, that's, what's exciting about, you know, the trailer being able to get to hopefully maybe watch the movie in a week, you know, that, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, because, you know, I didn't feel that with, you know, Nomadland, not to say that it's not a well put together movie and there's skill behind it and, and everything like that. But I mean, the yeah. story didn't really do anything. 
you know. Well, and, and Nomadland, it's such the polar opposite in a way. Because as I was saying, like, I knew nothing about this movie until, like, two days ago. And I was like, holy shit, this looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, Nomadland, I feel like I've been hearing about for a year as, like, this movie is going to be huge. You know, it just, it had all the right people. It was, like, it was preordained to be, like, an awards darling. And yeah. then And then now it's gotten, like, so much incredible critical press. And it's won, it's, you know, broken this record now. Chloe Zhao is now the most, like, awarded filmmaker in a single awards season. Mm-hmm. It's, an, it's an impossible standard for any movie to live up to. To be yeah. as, as good as that. You yeah. know, and and that's what I'm going into Nomadland with, and there's no way for that not to affect the way that I perceive this film. Right. You know, yeah. it's impossible. I almost feel like I'm gonna have to watch it twice, because I just I have to watch it once to just like see what the fuck it is and how it doesn't match up with what exists in my head about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and then watch it a second time so I can actually see it for what the fuck it is. You know. Um. But it, I might also just be bored out of my mind. <laughs> I'm trying to think right now if I want to watch it again. Yeah. <laughs> I might watch it again like next year. Yeah. You know, so but, like, yeah, I exactly. would, I, yeah, you know what I mean? I need some time away from like, from the hype. You need of, some distance it. from it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I feel like that's, I'm kind of stuck with that, you know? And, yeah. And like, true. I already, and like what you said about it too, is just like, this already just conforms to what i already think is going to be my viewing experience of this you know that i'm gonna watch it and be like yeah it's it's a very well-made movie that it just didn't really do much for me you know yeah um but maybe there's more to it there i'm just looking at it through a very specific lens right now but you know night of the kings is like it just came out of nowhere and it just holy shit looks amazing you know it just hits checks so many boxes for me for like what i look for in a film yeah and you know it's just it's really cool when somebody pulls it off with such um, a plum as this movie appears to do. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. So, and you know, and, and manages to make it like, you know, modern and relevant as well. It's not like it exists completely in this fantasy world. Like I think the mm-hmm. common thread with a lot of these movies being brought up is like, they also have this like very real threat to them. Like, um, you know, like city of God and, uh, and, and this movie as well, it seems like, you know, the situation that this character is in, in this movie seems like a very real, <laughs> You yeah. know, bad situation that you don't want to be in. That like the stakes are. You know, they even had that shot of that like meat hook hanging from the ceiling. They're like, this is not a game. Like you have to fucking tell us a story right now. Right, um, right. You know, and and you know, one of the review captions also said it's you know, an, it, captivating hybrid of a movie or something like that. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, which made me feel that these like fantasy elements and these like very stark, realistic, probably you know, uh, I, don't, I don't know, you know, regime change things going on in in the ivory coast i don't know what the exact political situation is there but uh based on you know what i can gather from this trailer doesn't look great um, yeah no <laughs> so or at least in this prison you know where where they seem to be yeah um, right so yeah you know it, it seems like yeah it really balances these two things really well pan's labyrinth also another great example of like that's a kind of fuck. like dealing dealing with the horrors of the world by going into a you know dark fantasy that that doesn't necessarily sugarcoat how awful things can be, but it at least makes them a little more palatable, you know, like, mm. like, I don't know. Evil's a little easier to deal with if it's actually a monster and not someone that looks like you, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, shit like that. So, um, you know, yeah, it, 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 again, like these are all movies that like I adore. Um, and, and I love this, this whole idea and this, this element of it. So yeah, the more we're talking about it, the more I'm just like, yeah, no, this just slots in with like this, this really long standing tradition in filmmaking and even like literature prior to that, 
and oral tradition before that and you know mm-hmm. all, all this stuff that that is has always kind of uh you know um does it for me if you will <laughs> <laughs> so um well i i personally don't have anything else for these two trailers other than i mean i'm, I'm looking forward to watching both movies i mean yeah i mean don't get me wrong i i i need and want to see you know fast nine in theaters like <laughs> like real bad like i i need i need big dumb shit in the theaters mm-hmm. real, real bad however like you know, I uh, I second everything that you say, everything that you said about, you know, going back to the movies. But, um, man, I just miss mu- going to the music box, like, you know, specifically for like, you know, this these types of movies. This like, mm-hmm. oh, shit, what's this? This just looks like this kind of reminded me of like reading Vinegar Syndrome synopses and just being like, fuck it. I'm just going to buy it. Let's see what <laughs> happens. You know what I mean? Like. They don't always stick, but you know what? Like we always come away talking about them in some sort of lengthy way, and like that was the other thing too. Like this, this uh, watching these two trailers, I was like, man, I just miss going to the music box to watch mm-hmm. something totally fucking different. That's that's not my my diet of like big dumb shit, you know, or or or, or you know like Marvel or DC stuff or whatever the hell. Like I I you know it got me excited for that too. Yeah, you know, just like how awesome is it that I haven't even have the opportunity to see this movie in a theater. You know, this is like yes. a movie that it, you know, ninety nine point nine percent of the people that even know of its existence is going to be as a little still on a fucking streaming service. You know, exactly. Yes, and I got to see it on the big screen. You know, like that's just it's super cool. Like even if the movie is of questionable caliber. <laughs> Right. Um, still the experience was fun. We got to go out, you know, have a walk and, you know, miss the, you know, the 20 minute walk home from the music box where you just get <laughs> yeah. to like unpack the movie <laughs> Yeah. while, you know, sometimes eating, you know, a walk in empanada. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's a whole experience that, you know, surrounding the film. It's just like films, watching a movie is just so... I mean, I watch a lot of movies at home anyway, but it's like not having that other way of watching a film. It's in a lot of ways, it just becomes so mundane. You know, Mm -hmm. we were just talking last weekend about how how nice it is, like how much I cherish just actually putting in a Blu-ray. Yes. Instead of watching something on a streaming service, like watching something on a streaming service, it's content, you know. But like if I'm putting in a disc, like I'm watching a fucking film. (laughs) I had to like I had to interact with it. I got the case sitting there. Yeah. You know, like it's like it's a thing. I can like get into that a little bit more. There's like a little ritual that happens and I don't know if I really like it, you know, we can watch some special features or something and yeah. you know, there's just there's just something there that's more than just like passing time with <laughs> Netflix content, you know. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh yeah, which it's just it, it feels so dirty. <laughs> <laughs> Not in the good way. Yeah, no, I know. I, I, I like I like me some sleaze. I like sticking my face in the fucking assholes of cinema sometimes, <laughs> but I, I need a disc to do it. You know, <laughs> that, that asshole's got to be real. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I I think we're uh, I I think a I think a good way to sort of send it off is that we're like a, we're. As, as much as we are excited for these trailers and for, you know, the movies, like we're excited to get back into the movie theaters too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm obviously, I'm, I'm going through some right here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just the idea, like the fact that they're opening again, I think I'm like, I think I'm still kind of 
working my way through the fact that Music Box is going to be open again and I'm going to have to voluntarily not go. Yeah. Because yeah. I was like naughty. I mean, when they were showing Tenet, dude, it was it had other stuff going on, so that made right, it right. easy to to not go. But still, it was like fuck. It's right there. Oh, can I just? <laughs> what if we just time it right, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, right. Even if I come home sick, like it'll be cool, you know? <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> um, but no, it's it's yeah, not worth it. But uh, but yeah, it's it's still something I've, I've got to deal with because you, you know it's been even longer now. Like I said, I'm just realizing now it's been we're coming up on a year. Yeah. Since uh, since I was you know saw Interstellar on 70 millimeter film. So mm-hmm. I actually saw the last movie I saw in a theater was actual film. Also. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there's a, there's a lot for this first screening to live up to for me. But um, but yeah, at the same time, I, I I will also take anything at this point. Yeah, no, no, no. I I, I agree. I agree. I've been actually kind of um, every every Friday when like new movies, like Tuesdays and Fridays are sometimes when like movies get put to VOD and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I've actually found myself looking for movies like this, like The Vigil and Night of the Kings, where it's just something that's been kind of like quote unquote like dumped you know mm-hmm. and i just haven't heard about it and i like read you know a synopsis and i'm like fuck it i'm gonna rent it for 6.99 let's do it let's see what happens you know what i mean like yeah i'm i'm, I'm you know I, just, I need i need this part of uh, of my life now opened up again of just you know watching and discovering something you know that went straight to vod but is probably pretty brilliant by all you know by any other standards so mm-hmm. um but yeah so yeah we'll see yeah hopefully we'll be able to do a trailer of some kind next week there's some trailers that are there's some trailers that have come out that i got plans for for sure oh there's well yeah i mean we got we got uh zacky snies zacky snies j league we got a plan (laughs) we i need it was it was funny on on friday was it friday and then dongzilla yeah yesterday uh no wait today's saturday yeah. Okay. I've lost track of my days. Sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yesterday, I thought about texting you and telling you, Dorian, uh, in in one month, I will have already experienced <laughs> Zack Snyder's magnum opus. So gross. <laughs> <laughs> I actually had that moment yesterday. I was like, man, in one month, like it would, it would have already happened. We're gonna have to plan how how you want to do this. Uh, how you want to do this? Like you know, like as soon as like credits roll type of thing. Oh yeah, no, I I want the hot take. The hot take. Yeah, yeah. I I mean I want the like I kind of want I want you to to hit record on your mic like twenty minutes before the movie's over. <laughs> oh <laughs> so okay. The mic is hot. You can get a little bit of that. You yeah. know, I don't need to be privy to that. But just so just so everything's rolling already, you know, in case something comes up, I'll have uh, I'll, I'll have everything set up in the living room then. Yeah, I just I just don't want to miss anything because there might yeah. be, you know, between the movie ending and you hitting record, some yeah. could be lost. So I just want it ready before like the climax even really, really or let's face it, the climax is going to be three hours in this thing. There's going to be return of the king amounts of denouement uh, at the mm. end of this film, like for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're going to have to look at some, uh, because we're, we're in February, so March, next month is March, so there there's going to be some movies that are still scheduled to come out. Oh, yeah. 
I know. And then also, I want to know if maybe you want to do a, because uh, uh, who knows when the fuck this movie's gonna come out? And I'm, I'm, I'm thinking never. I listen. I'm talking about. I'm talking about No Time to Die. Oh, um, it, it's it doesn't exist. Because <laughs> I was listening, I was listening to a podcast one day, and someone's just like, "I have let go of this movie. I'll mm-hmm. see it eventually, but like, I'm just, it's, it's off of me. I just, I yeah. can't, I can't even commit any more time to like, even think, look, yeah. looking up when it's gonna come out. Because no, I don't, I don't think it exists. Yeah, no. it's not real. <laughs> they made a, they made a trailer and a couple of posters, and that was it. <laughs> God. It's just better. Yeah. It's just better to think of it that way. What a bummer, yeah. though. Yeah, like. Yeah. Anyways, I might want to do No Time to Die. I have to. I have to look up to see when the date is. But is maybe October? who gives? It's, isn't it's it October? October again? Yeah, I think we so. We should. We should just do that shit next week and say fuck it. Like <laughs> we should. We should act like we saw the movie and it came out, and then review the trailer as the movie. Saw a fucking press screening. It was great. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm into that. I'm I'm down with starting to lie. I feel like lying is a good 2021 thing to do. Yeah, we're we could. I mean, we we hands down can make whatever this movie is like ten times better. Yeah, whatever. We you know we 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 handled 2020. Biden's in office now. Like we've unburdened ourselves in a lot of ways. I feel like we can handle us lying. You know that can be. Oh yeah. That can be absorbed by the universe at this point. Yeah, uh, yeah, without without serious repercussion, right? So yeah, no, I mean, let's give our full on uh, spoiler filled, uh, unrestrained <laughs> review of No Time the to Die, uncut director's <laughs> cut of No Time to Die that we've both definitely seen. I'm in. I'm I'm excited for this. Yeah, no, me too. We took we took incredible impeccable notes. Yeah, uh, and none of this is, uh, you know, going to be subject to any kind of deteriorated memory due to time, because it's been a while since we saw this. It has been. Yeah, we've just been sitting on this. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're actually lifting the embargo on ourselves. Yeah, yeah, we just decided. Well, if you're never going to release this movie, then who gives a shit if a review of it comes out? <laughs> Then we're it? gonna then we're gonna release it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, all right, man. Well, thank you for doing this. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we'll be back next week with some uh, more fun talk of movies. Yeah. Later. <laughs>